On this episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast, it is episode 100 with all five of our hosts, Easy D, Big Diesel, Bold Claim Ben, The Statman, and The Return of T-Wave to talk about the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills. You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, Easy D, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, The Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the live version of Hats, Tats, and Stats. It's episode 100, 100. I don't know how the hell we made it this far from uh, our time on YouTube in Matt Taylor's living room to Taylor's garage to Route 78 bar and everywhere in between we are here we are doing it we are live i am easy d joining me are all the hosts all five of us in like, like quote unquote the room for the first time uh we got disquarius green over there aka big diesel we got bold claim ben yelich we got t-wave taylor sekaterski and the stat man austin kelm what is going on guys how are we oh we're doing it i'm not sure what we're doing but we're here uh, I forgot about the garage. I'm super excited to be back. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I, uh, uh, it was cold in that garage. The second you said garage, I thought about how cold that was. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we definitely had a fun, weird time hanging out in the garage, drinking beer, talking sports. And that's one yeah. of the many places we've done this show. Until, since, uh, and since then, we've moved to mostly audio, but here we are, you know, doing the thing on the video. On the Facebook Live, I love episode one hundred. I love it. Uh, so I am impressed by the, the technological advancements that we have made. It's from episode one to episode one hundred. It's pretty. It bad. is indeed the twenty first century here, right? Yeah. Look at look at Easy D over there putting stuff together. What you know, a boss. I, I, I you. that's what I do. I'm I'm the guy running the show, and I'm going to be the guy trying to keep us on track here. Uh, okay. So. First and foremost, I do have to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Buffalo Freddy Enterprises. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here. And Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy It's funny because we can talk over the commercial. Shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve. Because we're live. Event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. <laughs> For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast. So there you have it, Buffalo Freddy. Check them out for all your uh, sport or your sports, your summer party needs, tents, chairs, tables. You heard the whole thing. I ain't going through it again. So uh, we're here to talk about the AFC East, AFC East, the home of the Bills. And really, let's just call it what it is. It's the Bills division. Everyone else can suck it. I mean, yeah, until proven otherwise. Right. I mean, that's true. I spent years saying that about New England. I guess it's my turn. I finally get to say it the other way around. Yeah, and own that, Taylor. Spend yeah, most of our lives on beating New England's division. That's tough. That's tough. And when this podcast started, all I said was, run New England. I can't take it away from them until, you know, somebody else does. So here we are. Fuck yeah. you, New England. It's our division. <laughs> Heard that. So let's, uh, first things first, we had a little uh, interesting turn of events for the J-E-T-S suck on the, uh, their preseason game the other day, Mr. Zach Wilson had his mind on Joe Flacco's wife and hurt his knee. Uh, not good for the Jets. Not good for the Jets. Let's start with 
big diesel here, your take on the Jets this offseason leading into the season and where where you see things heading for the guys of the AFC version of New Jersey. The old gangrene over there. Um, well, first of all, I'll just say this. I did the whole knee bone bruise thing, and that is horrific. Like, I would much rather just tear something and get it replaced. I mean, holy hell. Because it's just like two straight weeks of just like your bones rubbing together and nothing but pain. Um, so probably not tear something. Regardless, the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson's out here banging moms, which is decently chill, but that doesn't mean anything about throwing the football. Uh, he's got to take the next step in terms of like actually reading an NFL defense, not just his mom's friend's text. So, uh, you know, honestly, defensively, I trust him to get the job done. They got uh, Carl Lawson back from injury. He got hurt early last year. I still believe in C.J. Mosley as an, an elite inside linebacker. Added Sauce Gardner to the secondary, which needed help. I'm not saying that they're world beaters. I will think – I will think, Jesus – I do think that we they try, will we be do a try competitive team a little bit. this season. We try to think a little bit, not too much, though. Yeah. That's uh, what I got out here. Statman, what do you got? Talk to me about the Jets. Ooh, I mean, poor Richard. Poor, I mean, he was he is his bold claim for the year. A good friend of mine, Rick, said that he thought that the Patriots were going to finish in last place and that the Jets were going to be crawling out of the basement and finish in front of New England this year. I don't know how I feel about that. I thought he was kind of crazy, but I appreciate my man's enthusiasm about his Jets. He's nothing but supportive of his hometown franchise. But, uh, no, I'm with I'm with him. I, I won't repeat everything that he just said, but I, I think I do trust him to get it done. They have a defensive head coach, Robert Sala. I just think they do a great job on that side of the ball. Um, I think in 2022 NFL, you go as far as your quarterback takes you. And Zach Wilson... Uh, for me, for my money, was not going to take him too far. If I just go out there and say it, it's they gave him all the weapons in the world, and there were reports in training camp of him overthrowing people and chucking the ball out of bounds and hitting people with the ball. It just, it was no bueno. And I, I don't know, it, the answer is not Joe Flacco, obviously. It's, whoa, 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 elite. <laughs> Put some respect on that name. That 38 year old oh. old man, sure. That sounds He's got good. a Super Bowl, man. He's quite, I mean, come on, how do you argue? Super Bowl with MVP. A, yeah, a Super Bowl ring uh, and a I Super listen, Bowl MVP. Yeah, Flacco, say it, say it right. <laughs> listen, Flacco did 100%. That like the, I, would, I would have said the greatest bet on yourself season ever until Aaron hey, Judge Joe. this year. Yeah. Right now. I mean, so really, that lasted a really long time that he said, forget your contract extension. I'm going to play out this year. And he won a Super Bowl. Uh, good for him. I mean, that is the dream. And now oh. Judge is like, no, Yankees, forget your $230 million. Then now we're going to owe him half a billion. It's going to be unbelievable. Bold claim, Ben. I feel good about throwing this one your way. What do you got, buddy? Sweet hair, by uh, the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I feel really good about the Jets, honestly. Um, and in terms of. A Bills fan in terms of like how the Jets are going to be. I mean, honestly, I feel like the Jets are not going to be anything like amazing, but they definitely gotten better. Their defense, like I'm looking at their depth chart right now, like their their front seven is solid, and they got really good depth at secondary. Um, and honestly, I really don't think as of right now a loss of Zach Wilson is going to hurt them too bad. Um, I don't think he's that solid compared to Joe Flacco. I think he can make that next step, but it's not like him being in that role as of right now is going to change anything for their offense at the moment. So it's not, it's not make or break that Zach Wilson went down because you have Joe Flacco and the legend of Mike White. 
Yeah, definitely not. And honestly, they're going to hand the ball off to Michael Carter and Brees Hall. So, well, I mean, they got to hand the ball to somebody, I guess. Yeah. T Wave, it's good to have you back, buddy. Feels like riding a bike out here. Smooth. Talk. What a waste of my time this conversation is. What the fuck do I care about the Jets? Zach Wilson or not? Come on. Let's get on out of here. Okay. <laughs> Joe Flacco is not the answer. We all know that. Joe Flacco is a standstill in the pocket. We're actually. That's a serious downgrade from Zach Wilson, who I think right now is not that good. I don't care what the training, uh, the kid reports on the training camp are. I, uh, he seems all bark and no bites to me. I don't think he has it. He's like Matt Liner, great in college, looked awesome, a little flashy. He's got a nice smile. Big waste of my time in the NFL. So are the Jets. Move on. <laughs> Taylor, I, I got something for you. We need to find an advanced analytical stat expected dog per 60 minutes of play, because I feel like that would be the only one that you care about. <laughs> oh, We're boy. getting out of something here. I'm digging that. <laughs> All right. Well, we it was brought up a little bit during that conversation there, uh, how a friend of the show, Big Rick, said the Jets were going to overtake the Patriots and finish third. Uh, the Patriots being the bottom feeder. We're going to throw it right back to T-Wave here. Talk to me about Billy Belichick, Mac and Cheese, McCorkle Jones, and the downfall of the New England Patriots. Yeah, so as much as I just shit on the Jets, I also agree with this take that New England goes to the bottom of this division. Uh, train wreck is really all you have to say about New England right now. And it is nice to just be out here in the parking lot watching that place burn to the ground. It's awesome. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Nothing brings me more joy. And I actually like Belichick, but this is still fun to watch. Uh, that uh, They are in absolute shambles over there, and I don't care how you window dress what kind of pieces you think you have. Uh, the dysfunction, at least as I can see it, between Belichick and the coaching staff in terms of who's calling plays and I understand not wanting to have titles. You want to shake things up like that, but I, this doesn't feel like a shell game to me. It really feels like he's trying to be the smartest man in the room. And he started out coach himself in his old age is what this feels like. And I think it's going to show up on the field and look bad. Well, I mean, you could make the argument uh, when he was in Cleveland, he was nothing special, right? I mean, he, he got fired from a lot of places until he found the Patriots and Tom Brady and all of a sudden he's the goat. So, uh, you could make that argument across the board, I guess. And it's it's definitely it's nice. It's nice to me that last year you needed literally an act of God to be in the stadium with me. And then when you didn't have said act of God, we whooped the shit out of you. I'm good with it. Yeah, I think I I'm have no problem saying they finished last in this division. I mean I I think and that would depend on Zach Wilson because I think Joe Flacco is bad. And if Joe Flacco plays, then the Jets will finish last. But Zach Wilson, I think, good enough athletically to make enough plays to keep them alive. And I think New England is going to be very bad. Very, very bad. Bold claim, Ben. We got a little Sasquatch walking behind you, blurry, large <laughs> human being. Uh, talk to me about the Patriots, buddy. Uh, I mean, I got, I got Patriots at the bottom of this division as well. Um, I really just don't think they have the pieces for honestly anything other than maybe an eight and eight or less season. Um, they're gonna go eight and eight in seventeen games. 
Somebody had to say it. Hey, could go one. You know, good good cover. But honestly, like I do feel like the division as a whole has gotten better. Um, I still predict them to be last, even though they, you know, made it to the playoffs last year. I kind of felt that was fluky, and especially with a stronger AFC um, and their schedule this year, I don't see them going anywhere above five hundred. Statman, what do you got for me on the uh, the boys up north? So, so it's funny. So, really, when I think about the Patriots and where they're going to finish this year, there's only one small clip that comes to mind, and you guys back me up if you saw this. When the Patriots had their first round pick, and they took that guard from that small school, and they were talking to McVay and their Sean McVay, and they, like and McVay and them, just, he burst out laughing. He goes, "I swear to God, we were scouting that guy to see if he was still going to be there in the third round because that's what we thought we had a shot at getting him." And Belichick took him at like. 27. So like, he just no. laughed on like live TV in front of all these broadcasters going, really? They just took him in the first round? We thought we were going to have a shot at him in the third. Like, that's was how... Three? I thought he said it was like five or something. Too. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. Right. Yeah, it was not, I think that just sums up everything about New England. I don't know. To T-Way's point. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, T-Way... Yeah, that is my point. T-Way's... Don't need to talk about New England. T-Wave's point just stalled Austin's internet, so that was uh, that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, traditionally speaking, the Patriots haven't drafted well. You know, there's not a whole lot of guys that you say, remember, what, remember when New England drafted him? I'm pretty sure the last one that they can say that about was the surprise seventh-round draft pick that was Tom Brady. And let's be honest, Belichick can try to claim that one all he wants. No way. That was a flyer in the late rounds. Eh, whatever. And it were, just happened to work out. Uh, Big Diesel. Patriots, AFC East, what do you got? Yeah, the smooth England Patriots. Um, I don't know, man. They're a freaking joke to me. You don't have an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. I totally agree with Taylor that Belichick is just, he's out thinking himself, out coaching himself. He's doing way too much, and he's already up there in terms of age. Um, he's just taking too much onto his own plate and putting ego in front of it. And I think that's what it was. I think Tom Brady leaving and winning a Super Bowl ticked Belichick's ego so much, and you know at that level, the alpha dogs that you deal with, he's going to take it super personally, and I think he's getting his fingers in even deeper than they already were. Because like you said, Jess, when's the last time they had a draft pick, let alone alone a first-round draft pick, where you were like, wow, guy's a stud, contributing right away, long career. Well, one of their more recent big-name draft picks, they just traded. Every time. I mean, like, literally, they had Chandler Jones. Was he a draft pick of theirs? You know? Sure, maybe I don't know. Because I think they traded him away to Cleveland, got him back, and then he went to wherever, like Arizona. Yeah, you know, but like that's that's it. Like it's that and the Tom Brady hit. I think Belichick is awful at scouting talent and drafting. He's very good at using the talent he has to their strengths. But when you don't have strengths of guys, like I mean, they don't have really anything to build this team off of. They don't even have coordinators. They don't have a direction. And I love every second of it. Uh, for the first time ever in the history of this show, do we have a five-man agreement of putting someone on the suck list? Oh! I mean, they, I thought they bet on the suck list. I mean, we have to re, we're putting the 2022 Patriots on. Are we... Oh, I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah not just the hate. I mean, I'm like the old guy. Now it's like, hey, you really suck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were permanent members of, like, you just the suck list. list, you know? With, yeah. up there with I mean, this is a different kind of suck list right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
So much so, I'm going to play the Chris Jericho Chip, clip you again. You know what? You just oh. made the list. Got him. Put him on the list. Wait room. <laughs> Wait. Oh. Now, this is, this is what happens when I leave. Now we have wrestling sound effects. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just have wrestling sound effects. Trust me, I have a. I have, we, we, we got we played, way we played, more. We played the Pornhub jingle already. What are you doing, Step Bro? Made a, made an appearance, and I, I'm not even. Let's let's keep going here. All right, let's let's head forward into the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. A lot of talk on Twitter. A lot of talk talk out of Dolphins camp. Tua looks like a stud. He's taking seven-step shuffles and throwing forty-yard bombs and hitting Tyreek and you know punt formation. Calling fair catches. The Dolphins are gonna. The Dolphins are gonna push the Bills. That's what I'm being told. Statman, talk to me. Uh, listen, I sh- I shared that video with you, man, and we both were dying laughing. It was Miami morning radio, and it was two guys just going off on how the, the Bills don't want to see us coming, and and they they don't want to know they they got a target on their back that we're coming for them. Like they're sleeping on us when they they're a game or two away from finishing third in the division, and I'm like. Who are these people? Like, I want to call the radio show. <laughs> like, like, I will take that bet. Because the, the guy had said that there was a, a bet that the Bills were going to finish third in the division. It was like plus 1,600 or something, and he wanted to throw 200 bucks on it. I said, listen, I will, I will throw 200 bucks. Like, I will bet you personally that he also said New England th- would be second in the division ahead of Buffalo as well. So mm-hmm. that guy right. might have been smoking meth. I, I don't know what that. I mean, listen. I understand it's morning talk radio in your town. Where you're, you know what I mean? Like, what are they going to say that they're going to suck and they're going to finish in last place? Of course not. They're going to say they're going to be good, but to just be instead of being like, "Hey, listen, we're going to compete. We have a fast offense. We've got talent. We traded for Hill. Things are trending upward." They could have just left it at that, but instead they got to be like, "We're going to win in third and third. That, right, they went off the deep end with that. This, um, this I do like think Miami is a fast claim. offense. I think they will be much improved. I think they'll be in second place. I think they'll be four games behind Buffalo, though. I think we've got 13 or 14 wins on our schedule, and I think they maybe get to 10. You know, I think they'll, they'll be behind us, though, for sure. Uh, Big Diesel, what's your take on the, uh, on the old tuna fish down there? I think the Dolphins have the potential to push the Bills next season. Not this season, but I think next season. Um, I like the scrawny little dude, whatever his name is, that they hired. I think he's a good offensive mind. And I think, to be honest, they got a bunch of weapons. Like Statman was saying, they got they got speed, man. There's, and there's no, there's no defending true speed. I mean, we saw it with Tyree Kill taking a slant 60 yards in the last two minutes against, you know, for Kansas City. You just can't defend that. Um you can scheme up things to slow them down, and they don't have Patty Mahomes. So I, I don't think that they'll push the Bills in, in a sense there. I do think that um, they got pieces. They have talent. Again, they have a direction as an organization, and I think they're proving that. And whether or not two is the guy, I think they're, they're a 500 team based on roster. And I think Tua can lose you some games and can win you some games. I think they could and, – and also just NFL, you know how it goes. A couple injuries here, a couple fluke games there. And they could be hanging around the same record as the Bills, maybe a game or two behind. My thing is, head-to-head, I don't see them being on the same field with us. So, at the end of the day, when we have a 2 nothing, you know, win-loss record against Miami, they can be as close as they want record. They're not actually close when it comes to head-to-head. Bold claim, Ben, what do you got? Um, honestly, just looking at this roster, I just see a lot of question marks, and I don't think that really builds a good roster. 
Um, it could be a really good setup, but I mean, you know, give me some of your question got, marks though. Cause like, I really do think I mean, Miami's yeah, got a decent got, roster. They have four running backs. They got Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin. So who's going to touch the rock on a, a normal day? Four guys. Do you, yeah. did you see what he did with San Francisco three years ago and the stable backs they had there? They went through what? Six yeah. guys that season. I, I okay. really think Mohamed Sanu <laughs> is like hiding in the back of their wide receiver room. Like, I, I think they got a lot of question marks there. I think they have the potential to do something. I don't know if it's going to be something good. Um, I think it's the same thing on defense. Like Melvin Ingram is technically on their roster as well. Like he's hiding in the back of their uh, linebacker core. I, I think their uh, DBs are probably one of the stronger units in this division uh, right behind us. But other than that, like – we still own them, and at the end of the day, they can't beat us. So I, this is where I kind of uh, go of Taylor. Why do I care about the Dolphins when Josh Allen fucking owns them? Boom. T-Wave, I know, I know, I know you're going to dig in the bag of tricks for this one. Talk to me about the Finns, my man. Uh, um, yeah, I think I love their roster. I think it's, it's uh, their roster scares the shit out of me. And I've been, then I scroll, and I I scroll, and some just doesn't look. Oh, it's it's uh, two of many interceptions. I don't give a shit about Tua. <laughs> as long as he's on the squad, I'm number one. So he's number one. I'm number one. <laughs> Tua is terrible. Uh, I don't care what you put around him. I could care less. And Teddy Bridgewater ain't gonna get it done either. So when they decide to pull the trigger on this operation, it's not gonna get any better. The head coach, if in all seriousness, is a wild card to me uh, in terms of not his X's and O's because obviously he's proven his offensive prowess. But for somebody who hasn't played the game, I want to see how it comes off. Like if something goes wrong in Miami and they're sub 500 and things are kind of rocky, I want to see how players react to a coach that hasn't really been a been there, done that kind of guy and what kind of reactions he's going to get in the thick of things. And I could see that going south. So yeah, everything's great when you're winning. But I want to know what happens when they start to question this guy because you know how players are when they start to look over their shoulder like, nah, I don't know if this guy knows what he's talking about. That's the fastest way to lose a locker room. So, so I mean, I, in question for anybody, like we, we talked about their coaching staff. Uh, do we not just think it was Kyle Shanahan? Because I think oh. it's Kyle Shanahan. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I give him like why they run the ball, why they're so effective. Because the Shanahan coaching dynasty is unbelievable at running the football. I don't know how much. I, I, I think faith I put in. Okay, but I his think his addition of Debo Samuel to that run is probably what his magic was. Like I give the base of the run definitely to Shanahan. But yeah. at the same time, if you work with the guy, you know all of his shit anyway. So. I'm not going to discredit when he knows X's and O's. I want to know how he handles the team and all the egos and stuff when he's got to be the guy that's controlling all those egos. My answer to your question there, Austin, too, is also like the Shanahan offense didn't start in San Francisco and it didn't even start in Atlanta. It was Mike Shanahan's back in Denver. But it's that, not like that that when I say the, the Shanahan coaching right. fantasy, that's what I mean. I'm going Terrell right. Davis from the late 90s. I'm going way back. Right, and, and, that, and I'm, I'm agreeing with that, and I, and I think that that scheme has been around for a while, and Green Bay uses it. They used it decently successful until they ran into the actual Shanahan in the playoffs. 
So I don't think it's like it can't be successful. I think it's a easily easily replicated replicated system to have easy success. Yeah, I know. I English is not my first language. It's idiot. <laughs> That's why you're on the podcast. That's why I brought you in. Uh, listen, I, my big question here is, okay, so you had a, like a, a solid defensive head coach. You gave him the boot. That defense won them three, four games last year. And I mean, we saw here in Buffalo, when you, when you remove a defensive mastermind and have someone coming in, things are changing. Some personnel switches up, switches up. Other people have their hands in the pot. Things things are different. Are they going to win two, three games on defense this year? I don't know. Maybe against bad teams. I, that that's a big question mark for me. And I'm I'm piggybacking off uh, T Wave here. If two if two is under center, it's my division. He two is not good enough. You could show me. I mean that 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 ball that he legitimately threw sixty some yards in the air. There was nobody bearing down on him. Legitimately, he four shuffles into that throw. I mean that's that's a twelve year old trying to throw the ball from to, like to, to home plate from the warning track. Like, like it was very strategically put out there for social media. Like hey, hey guy, look, see, he can do that. Look at yeah. And a week later, there's another like a highlight clip that comes out, and the last highlight on the clip is him missing a wide open waddle with a lame duck that falls ten yards I mean, short. It was it was awful. It was so bad. Do I, do I care about these clips? I've, I've seen them live on the field. I don't right. care about these clips. <laughs> they could be lying or telling me the truth. I've watched it on Sundays. It looks like shit. Well, and, and I mean, we t- we've talked about it in the last couple of weeks. You're supposed to look good in camp, right? Like, you're supposed yeah. to look like you know what They're you're free. doing in camp. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm i on board with the Dolphins are easily number two, but they all Dolphins are also a distant number two in this division. Which brings me to my next point. Boys, preseason Super Bowl favorites, preseason NFL MVP favorite. Von Miller comes to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, you, you can see down there. On Get the some logo. rotation in those hands. <laughs> Atta girls. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, we. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there there's so much good, so much so. Von Miller's out here recruiting Odell Beckham, who, I mean, really one of the coolest things I saw about that is like Odell recruiting people tells you that Odell or that uh, Miller Miller recruiting people is basically Miller saying this team's going to win. Come get another ring. Is what is basically what that says. This team is doing, saying, and living everything right. Uh, there's some contract talk out there, but nobody's holding in. Nobody's saying I'm not going to play unless. I mean, this this entire roster is just here to get the W's, and I'm living for it. I'm going to toss this one to uh, to Statman. You can go first. Oh boy, I mean, so excited. I mean, as a Bills fan, for most value, I mean, for most of us, 30 years, right? It's it's so hard to not get overexcited. Because I feel like we've done this to ourselves a good many times. Like, we've done it with Bledsoe. We've done it with, you know I mean? We started making the playoffs with Tyrod. Then we get Allen, and it's just, it's been perpetual letdown for a long time. So it's it's a foreign feeling for me as a Bills fan to finally be like, okay, I don't feel like I'm lying to myself anymore. Do you know what I mean? like, it's not just blind loyalty to your hometown team. I legitimately feel like 
we have one of the best, if not the best roster in all of the NFL. Like across the board this offseason, we did nothing but get better. Our pass rushers got better. Our defensive linemen got like bigger, stronger, and younger. And we like freed up cap space at the same time. I really, in being, we trust 100%. That man is a genius. I don't care. If he says he's this is what he's doing, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how anybody can argue. You go to town, my friend. Don't get it. It's, it is super hard to temper my expectations because really, and I'm, I'm sure we're probably all in agreement, it's Super Bowl or bust. Like that, that's where we're at, which is kind of cool. Yeah. For being a Bills fan, like, that's where we're at right now. It is Super Bowl or nothing. Yeah. I, I, anything but a Super Bowl is going to be a disappointment. I mean, this right. is this is what we've been been building up to. This is what we've been working towards as a franchise, right? I mean, you drafted Allen. You had so you like you broke the drought with Tyrod. You drafted Allen. You basically had that year where you were trying to make him say, "I'm not going to play. You're not going to play year one. We're going to let you learn and grow." And then because of injuries and everything else, he ended up playing. And we took that step back, and we talked about it on this show about how that step back was actually where we thought we should be because breaking the drought was the fluke. We overachieved that year. And then it's progressively gotten better. And I don't care. I mean, there are so many people who believe that had we not lost in the divisional round, like there are people who today believe that if we won that, like that win takes us to a Super Bowl last year. I don't think you're going to see that type of act, like that mismanagement, whatever the issues were that, that resulted in that. I don't think you're going to see that this year. Bold claim Ben, I hope what do you not. got for me? <laughs> Good Lord, I hope not. Bold claim Ben, what do you got? Um, honestly, we literally looked over every single position this year and added depth. Every single position has been filled on this team. We added Case Keenum at quarterback. We added James Cook at running back. We added Duke Johnson, who was at the bottom of our roster. We added Jameson Crowder, Khalil Shakir. Um, Isaiah Hodges looked great in preseason. We added O.J. Howard. We got better on the offensive line overall, um, even defensive line. We brought in guys that are good depth. We brought in guys who are good depth for our DBs. And we got a guy who can absolutely bomb a football with his leg. Like, they're, every single position got better this year. So, I don't know, in my eyes, there's no reason we don't get better as a team. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest argument in the NFL is if you don't get better, you get worse. You know, like, oh, they're the same team they were last year. That means they got worse because teams have a year of, of film on you to figure you out. Uh, I don't think that was the case with us this year, I think. Like you said, every single position was an upgrade across the board. We saw it the other day. I mean, that like I mean, yesterday we saw it. That was Indianapolis's starting offense minus Jonathan Taylor. Granted, easily their best offensive weapon, but adding him doesn't change how good our defense looked that much. It does change. Our, I do think they. Our I do D think line they get, threw to the football. And I think that was just the addition of Von Miller just coaching up these guys. Greg Rousseau looked great. Tim Seto was putting um, Greg Rousseau was good? Yeah, I was going to say, Rousseau didn't play. Oh, well. Boogie. Boogie, Boogie. thank you. 
He had the strip sack that was turned for a touchdown. He had yeah, a nice so game. he's wearing Jerry Hughes's number, which is going to take some getting used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, I anybody else yeah, hate the like, Jerry got big, dude. Yeah. Jerry got like, fucking like, huge. That team dude, Jerry's my guy. I mean, Tim Settle putting Quentin Nelson on skates, like, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that highlight was yeah. fun to watch. I feel bad for Quentin Nelson because you know, like, everyone's had a misstep. And this dude's on a highlight reel for some, like, rookie, and it's just a mistake. Like, Quinn hey, Nelson, man, Quinn Nelson that really that on show up. YouTube, my Facebook, Instagram, look at this, motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, as much as I like Tim Settle, like, um, I have no issue saying that probably, like, 90 times out of 100, Quentin Nelson, like, puts him on a yeah. pass. Like, he's, like, the best offensive lineman in football. He's unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, he's on a fast track to a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> he, right, exactly. Listen, he absolutely I'm say is. he didn't fire out, like, a normal game day right there. But nine, 90 times yeah. out of 100, that means 10 times I still win. And that's what, <laughs> I, need, that's what I need out of a defensive tackle. 10 you, times you know, I win. You know what's stupid, Great though, is that like, even based on the statistics, I don't think in, so far in his career, right, he's never allowed a sack. Yeah, I, I heard that, yeah. So, so I said 90 at, to the, right now today. He might get beat, but then get to the quarterback. So he's allowing, not allowing a sack 100% of the time. Right. Incredible stuff. Right? right? Especially he's been in the league five, six years already. It's, it never makes this name. That's why the stat right. man. That's why the stat man's here. That's a tie roll. That's what I do. Yeah, he doesn't wear a hat. It's his shtick, man. Well, he he wears a hat normally, but he, he's he's trying to give us a good glare off the top of the dome there. I, I it's an accident. I'm sitting right under this light. That was untimely. Yeah, you picked the wrong room choice. Hey, uh, T Wave, talk to me about our bills, bud. I'm looking at this depth chart, and I have one question and one question only. Why is Matt Hack of shit still on it? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, Every time they mention the punting competition, in quotes, I'm like, really? That's what we're calling yeah, it? That's, okay, that's, that's my fine. favorite. Well, the, the big question is, can he hold the ball? I don't know, man. Use a backup quarterback then if you can't. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that, that one bothers me, too. I was like, we, what happened to the good old days when the backup QB used to do it? That guy does nothing but ball drills anyways. He's got free time. Right. Big ball drill guy. <laughs> Big ball drill guy. Got to work the hands, work the balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we saw you uh, the balls on your uh, when I started talking about the Bills. <laughs> I am talking about the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Bowl or bust, without question. Uh, I mean, there's no way to uh, say it anymore. We're beating a dead horse at this point, which, again, is fantastic, but it's also a little nerve-wracking as a fan because I hate, like, you know, I hate being to the point where anything less is now a disappointment, and I feel like I can't enjoy it if it is less. So I'm a little scared about that going through the year. But in terms of what we look like on paper and what we look like as uh, depth squads from what we watched in that first preseason game, uh, I think we are right on track for where we need to be as the Super Bowl favorite, in which also the stars are aligning this year. The Super Bowl is on my birthday so if you needed to know whether or not we were going to win the thing, uh, that's all you need. We're we're in. Uh, what if that's they, going to be the greatest birthday of all time? Birthday, Taylor. What? Don't, don't what's what are you, Why are you what talking about that? I would well, not. Okay, I'll, we'll just leave it. God, shit. <laughs> like, like for, the, for the rest of my life, my birthday is not one day earlier. I refuse yeah, right. to celebrate <laughs> on I have to move it. Right. One day sooner. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey Nick. Point. Yeah, 11 is a skinnier number anyway, so that works. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Talking about, the, talking about the Bills losing the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? God. All right. I'm going to mute you. 
but it's what else is this podcast for? Right. Uh, did you get your chance to talk about the Bills there, Big Diesel? I have not. No. Okay. Lay it on me. What do you got? You want me? You want me to riff a little bit? Yeah, riff a little uh, bit. Uh, drop so those, drop those I, sweet I look at bars the Bills for me. roster the same way I look at every fantasy roster I draft, and I'm going to use the old league term to say I roster bait. I just sit there and I just go, oh, oh, we got depth there. Oh, look at the depth there. Oh, ooh. So I just everyone, ooh, look, look how deep you know what? in there. Here's the thing: is last off season we talked on this podcast and we said. The Bills just said, run it back. And we took a lateral step. And we said, by doing that lateral step, we could potentially be getting worse. And I guess technically we did. We made the divisional round instead of the conference championship. So I think this year, as the guys have said, we've upgraded pretty much all across the board in terms of backups, starters, yada, yada. Um, I don't necessarily think it's all going to gel right away. Uh, just that there's a lot more, you know, egos and personalities. I, I personally think that Jameson Crowder can go. Not a big fan of him. Uh, I thought the D-line really showed up in our in our JV scrimmage. Um, I was really impressed by our safeties in the JV scrimmage because, to be perfectly honest, if Micah or Boyer goes down, what do we really got? We don't know because they really haven't missed a ton of time. So I thought they both put in a good showing in terms of filling run gaps. Uh, Johnson got rewarded with a nice pick. Tamar Hamlin was got a got a PBU, so that was really good to see. And then um, Case Keenum can go. Matt Barkley has proven that he's a good good backup. Uh, he proved it when he came in and beat the Jets in four days. Not that that's like a sick flex or anything. Um, you know, a Joe Flacco could do it with cerebral palsy. Could probably do that. So, oh, oh. that was Poor probably monkey. too much, right? Poor monkey. We almost made it. It's okay. Yeah. We got a long way. For 40, 40 minutes in before the first inappropriate comment. I'm proud of us. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, somebody had to be that guy. Uh, I'll keep you around. What are you doing, step bro? Uh, Ooh, that's me rosterbaiting to the Bills depth chart. Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, rosterbaiting really did it for me, by the way. That was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you to the league. That's a classic. I, I had to wait to let you finish, but I wanted to congratulate it like right away. <laughs> Thank you, pal. Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I. it's hard not to be excited, boys. It's really – I don't remember a time in my life – I mean, even because three of us on the show at least were alive for the, you know, four, four out of four, and – I don't remember it all that well. I don't remember like sitting there going like, "Oh, this is awesome." But I mean, this roster does it looks like a Madden roster. It looks like when you take, you know, turn the trade difficulty down and you're like, "Oh, I want that guy." Oh, I want that guy. Oh, I want that guy. Except we got we got them all. Like that's that's your stock roster on Madden 23 right now or 22 or whatever year it is in fucking Madden. I don't I don't make the rules. But uh I mean, it's exciting. Now I'm I'm gonna throw a question around here. Wait, I got one more thing that I just okay. thought of. Okay. Um, based off of yesterday too, Isaiah Hodgins looked nasty, and oddly enough, when they both got drafted, I was higher on Hodgins than Gabe Davis coming out. He just has been banged up the first two years. I'm not saying he's gonna be better than Gabe. I'm just saying I was a big fan of him when we drafted him. So to see him finally getting some reps on the field and looking great. They, um, uh, I remember reports coming out his, his rookie year before he got hurt that they were pretty high on him and that he was really impressing. So uh, it's nice that to just see. has more depth to the receiver room that we didn't need because we have Shakir as well. And right. like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. And uh, oh, the other, thing, the other thing I was going to add is I, 
True or false? I mean, we'll start with this with, with all everyone chiming in. I believe it to be true. Uh, our second string defense might be a top 15 unit in the league. Ben, what do you got? No, I got true on that. The only position that I would maybe say add to is linebacker. I feel like our linebacker depth could probably use a little bit more um, to make that a top 15. But, I mean, look at the Dolphins and you look at the Jets. I think our uh, D-line and our secondary holds up with about both of those defenses. I think our defense as a whole is – second defense as a whole is significantly better than the Patriots defense. So not agree with that. True. Big diesel. True. I mean, that's, that's spot on. Cause if you read the a depth chart for our second unit, the three linebackers are the question marks. I mean, you can say Benford a corner maybe, but could he done proven and Elam at rookies, but for what you hear, I mean, yeah, the linebackers are question marks. Otherwise that's a, a, a high, a high up there unit, I would say for sure. Bad linebackers Bellis, Bellis, linebackers are question marks, but here's my thing with the linebackers because, you know, uh, Terrell Bernard found that scoop and score, and he, he did look a little lost yesterday, but I think they're, and I kind of want your guys' opinion on this too, I think him and Balen Spector are really playing for that third linebacker role, and I think they put Bernard at the mic behind Edmonds to get mm-hmm. him more of a big picture of the defense, try to train him up that way before they end up shifting him to the outside. Because I think Spectre's more of that Mike linebacker downhill run gap. Like, he was flying to the holes, beating blocks, hitting inside zones. Um, Spectre impressed the shit out of me, I can tell you. Yeah, Spectre looked really good. But I think Bernard's more of a cover guy. But I think they're training him at Mike and camp training him, you know. They're running him at Mike just to try to get him a big picture of the defense so that they can basically have two Matt Milanos. And then, you know, if it's going to be Spectre or Edmonds, there's, you can run three linebacker sets, which we haven't really well, been able to do. Also, if you know the mic, you know the other linebacker positions too. So, most most defenses in the right. NFL are not as stacked as we are at all three um, phases of defense: D line, linebacker, and safety. So, I mean, our D line is without yeah. a question the deepest. We have like ten D linemen who can play. More than sixty percent of a Shaq Lawson might not good. even see the field. Shaq Lawson might get cut. Yeah. Statman, Mike Wells looked damn good yesterday. Statman, talk to me. It would be very close. And really, no reason. I'm, and it's not a knock on the Bills. It's just how tough playing defense is in 2022. Sure. Um, the defensive line depth is unbelievable. Like, like I said, we just said that. I also, how we rotate players in our scheme for the players that we have, they do a fantastic job with that. So I think that I don't want to say it makes them look better because, again, that feels like I'm knocking the play, and I'm not. It's just that rotation keeps people on skates. It keeps people off balance. Like you're lining up against a different guy every other snap. And when you get the beat on, we're... Oh, we're oh and then like your next play, you get... Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to you're gonna have to fire your, uh, your, your Wi-Fi provider because it's not good. I will, uh-huh. I will speak to Austin's point because he's 100% right. When I played at Utica, we did a heavy D-line rotation. We had at least eight guys who were playing like 50% of the snaps. Unless somebody got hot, then you ride the hot hand. Um, but that really does keep you super fresh because those O-line played the whole game. So by the start of the fourth quarter, you come in, you played half the defensive reps, and like, yeah, it sucks that you're only playing half the reps, but you get out there, that guy's his tongue's dragging, he's – 
bent over, he's huffing and puffing, and you feel great. So you get off the ball, you you know, you're you're reading clean, you're, you got your moves are still there, you're still strong, and that guy's dog tired at that point. As and an offensive I think lineman? That, that will be big, especially, you know, with the big boys we added in the middle of that D-line. When we play a Tennessee or an Indy, and it means something, like it's not Star Latule who's getting pushed around and Vernon Butler who's getting pushed around in there. Like Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones. All massive guys who can play 50% of the snaps. And I'll tell you what, as an offensive lineman, that is the last thing you wanted to see is you're like you and the guy across from you are battling out, battling out, and all of a sudden he goes away and someone who hasn't seen the field yet, who's on par, shows up and you're like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, because now well, again, got- that, that was my point. Like, imagine if you're like one player lining up against Epinesa. And then you do a whole series of them, and then you get down towards the goal line, or they're pushing you backwards, and then all of a sudden it's Von Miller. Right. Like, how different are those two guys? Like, but you want to know what I mean? It's just a different. That Austin right. is the fact that we we reloaded our defensive line personnel. I can easily see them bumping in Epinesa or Russo to a three tech when we go to pass downs and stunting and throw. So imagine if you get a long, lanky dude and you're a guard, and all of a sudden you got a black Greg Rousseau who's used to going against tackles. And he just dusts you, you know. I, I could see us running like a NASCAR defense, like how right. the Giants used to do. Yeah, right. with o- OC and Tuck and Strahan, all those guys. Like, yeah, just put four DNs. Good luck. Go ahead, block everybody. You won't. And then bring one run around him. You know, but like Rousseau and Rousseau proved that he could drop into coverage too. And Von Miller played outside linebacker and did some coverage for the Broncos and stuff. So like, we got guys. We got dudes, not just guys. We got dogs. Dudes. All right, Taylor. What's the dog per sixty in uh, Von Miller's play? <laughs> the what? The, the dog, dog per 60. sixty. Dog per sixty minutes. Uh, seventy-five. Love that. I don't know what Usually. that means, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I don't know. What the sounds question is sounds like a great number. It's it, it's definitely it's it's definitely seventy five out of seventy. Yeah, there you go. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Like, yeah, like I do do a sex panther as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last uh, last question on the roundabout here. We're going to start off with T-Wave on this one. If there's an X factor for the Bills this year, one person who really is going to be the guy that's going to step up and get it done and has to do so, who is it? I want it to be Punt God, but I feel like he's never going to see the field, so that can't be a thing. Uh, to me, it's uh, Mr. James Cook. I think, I mean, he's either going to change our offense for the good or not. And which, if he doesn't, it's fine with me. Our offense is top notch. But if he adds the extra dynamic, which allows us to stay in certain personnel groupings, that'll really start to stretch a defense on the other side. I think that changes a lot about how we play and how we. I, I think if he scores, go even higher. Honestly, are we talking fifty burgers? All day, fifty burgers. Everybody we, knows this. Cook medium, by the way. We talk. You know, I like it. Are, 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 we, are we potentially talking uh, some some chicken fingers with some sixty sauce? Sixty sauce is hard to come by, but it is twenty twenty three, so we're gonna bring it. Yeah. Oh man, twenty twenty three, right? Season twenty two. You got me confused. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't even know where we are anymore. <laughs> uh, Statman, while your internet's still good, what do you got? Who's your uh, Who's your X factor player for the Bills? Uh, you know what? Cook, Cook was a great answer. That was a good answer. It was, he's the reason I wanted us to draft Travis Etienne a couple years ago, regardless of whether you thought he should have gone in the first round or not. Uh, Cook in the second is fantastic. I'm all about it. 
Um, for me though, I really, the, I mean, the easy answer, I'm not going to say Josh Allen because I think that's an easy answer. I think probably Gabe Davis, I think stepping up and taking pressure off of Stefan Diggs. And I think Gabe after that four touchdown day shows, go ahead, double Stefan and he will eat you alive to the tune of 200 yards and four score. Like whatever, go be the guy, go get him. Gabe Davis is my guy. Bold claim, Ben. I got a bold one for you. Oh boy! This, this okay. <laughs> you don't say. I'm predicating that this is why we bring him we on go. the show. The fact this is go. not nepotism. He, it, sharing the last name between Big Diesel and Bold Claim Ben is not why he's on the show. He is on the show <laughs> I, for the boldest of claims. Give it to me. My my X factor uh, for this season is going to be Roger Saffold. Um, I think that bringing him in is not only changing our passing game. I also think. It opens up Singletary, Cook, Moss, Johnson. It doesn't matter who. So, honestly, if you got a running back, if he's not hitting the hole because there's no hole there to run through, sucks to suck. I think Saffold is a game changer on our offense. That's, that's my bad. I know better. The old line's where it starts. You're not wrong. That's my bad. <laughs> I went for the flashy pick. I'm getting old. <laughs> it's been a while. you got to get the rust off. Big diesel. <laughs> Big Diesel, who's who's your X Factor? Who's your splash guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, any of the offensive picks are like easy picks, but uh, I'm going to go defense, and I'm going to go back to the linebackers I was just talking about. I think it's between Bernard and Specter for that third linebacker spot, and I think honestly, if you prove that, like, if you're either one of them can cover and play the run, uh, you can run legit three linebacker sets and pull Teron Johnson out when teams are going to go with heavy personnel and try to run against you. And I think that was the only teams who really gave us problems last year, teams who could ground and pound. Uh, if anybody really wanted to get into a shootout with us besides that divisional playoff game where we just forgot to play the last 13 seconds, nobody really did. I mean, we spotted Tampa Bay a big lead and then came back. Um, so, really, it was only the – and they, they also had a running game. So, again, I think if we get a third, a legit NFL third linebacker who can play on the field – It'll, it'll help us mix up blitz packages on rundowns with stunting, and we already talked about how crazy athletic our defensive line is, and I just think it'll give us more beef on the defense. We, we can play with anybody who wants to spread us out. So those, th- those guys are up for my uh, X factors. All right. So mine. I already know who it is. Who is it? Who is it? Go ahead. All right, I've got two. If it's not Ed Oliver, Tremaine, I'd uh, yeah. you hit it on the head, my man. Yeah, it's Eddie yeah. O. It's got to be Eddie O. Uh, yeah, I'm, Eddie O. I'll do it. Eddie O. Yeah. has been coming into his own the last couple of years. He, I mean, end of last year, he was an absolute monster. And I need more of it. Uh, I need more of it. I want more of it. And I think we're gonna get it. And I, I think our off our, our defensive front is gonna go as he goes. If he is a force, if I mean. If he builds on what he was doing last year, we now I am not putting him in the same category as Aaron Donald, but if he can push to push near that level, if he can push to that guy that you have to worry about our three tech tackle as much as you have to worry about the future Hall of Fame defensive end we have coming off the edge, we're going to be in great shape. He's going to make. I think Edmonds, that part of the part of his growth is going to be the Von Miller action because there's going to be opportunities for him. That's whether or not he goes and gets him is really what we're going to see this year. Right. But he I, should get I, better I look with Von Miller too. out there. 
I agree with Taylor on that because I was just going to say, if he's your three tech, who's the end who's lining up outside of him? Most likely Von Miller or Greg Rousseau. So you're either sliding a, a center to that three tech and your nose is going to get the one-on-one rush or Eddie's going to have one-on-one rushes. Right. You know, or they and, might three man slide. You might get the center, even though you're a three and they might send the guard out to help on, on Vaughn. And, and we're you know? talking about a guy. So it, who, it's going to be, the opportunities are going to be there. And we're, I mean, we're talking about a guy. We've talked about it for three years on the show. He has spent his entire career up until the middle of last year, playing one tech, playing out of position and eating those big boy double teams that he was not meant to be eating. And now he's starting to get one-on-ones and it's only going to get better. And it's only going to make everyone else around him look better. It's, I mean, he started to do well. And, I mean, Latulile started getting sacks, started making plays in the backfield, not just eating two guys on a block. And, you know, it, he's, he's. You're telling me Mario Addison didn't earn all of his sacks? No. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. No. <laughs> but I mean, and, and the other one, Taylor, you, you brought him up was uh, was Edmonds, and I I I still like Edmonds. I want him on this team for a long time, and I think he's he he's going to benefit from all of what's of everything that's in front of him. And if he doesn't, then I do believe he def he has to go. I I think he's good. I think he can be great. But this year is going to be his his an, an absolute make or break. If he can't do well as a middle linebacker and creep toward that athletic freak middle linebacker we know him to be on this team, then I don't think he can. And that's uh, that's why I don't I don't think he's an X factor. I think he's going to benefit from the talent around him. But uh, I I want the Eddie O splash this year. I really do. Now. Last thing, I'm not asking a question. I'm going to throw it around the horn. One last thought, one last thing, anything you guys want for the goody order for, uh, and it could be about anything. It could be Bills, it could be NFL, it could be any other sport. It could just be the weirdest bold claim Ben can think of, and we're going to start with him. Bold claim Ben, send us home. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. I'm... You're going to go with me, guy. You're the yeah, youngest yeah, one here. Um, You've got to go first. Age before beauty, I, son. I, I think. I think what I really want to say, especially with the Bills and this um, this depth, is you're going to see a lot of guys that I I especially enjoy seeing on the field get cut. Um, there's there's a lot of guys that I really like. I think Jameson Crowder's great. He might get cut. Tavon Austin might get cut. Like, I think we're well, got more. Cut. Yeah, I think we're that that team. We are that team that just we gotta get rid of guys, and that's why I don't want Odell because Odell has no spot on this team. I like it. Big Diesel, talk to me. Uh, so here's some words about the <laughs> Buffalo Bills and sports and stuff. I don't really got anything, man. Bills by a goddamn billion, even if it's our backups. Seven-game preseason winning streak. Everybody else can suck it. We're the greatest team in America. We might even be the best team in China. Who knows? Uh, go Bills. If we go there. <laughs> uh, Statman. Uh, you know what? Uh, backup X-Factor player, uh, Trey White. I think if he can come in and get back to where he was um, and start locking people down, I think that Chiefs game goes differently last year with Trey White in the field over than, than Taron Johnson falling down, running behind Tyreek Hill. It's just we're a different defense with him on the field. He is arguably the best corner in football. Um, he's fantastic. Wishing him a speedy recovery and hopefully you know closer to week one than week five. But uh, he's a game changer for our defense. Look forward to having him back. He looks huge. 
Like he looks yeah. like he all just, you do is work his upper body. He's just yeah. coming out yoked. He's just yeah. out of his mind now. My man looks like he just goes and eats forty fives and a burger. Is Fine. the NFL player tearing an ACL like the equivalent of just like a pedestrian going to jail and then just like working out for a while? Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, just hit, hitting the rec yard every day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the NFL yeah. Tommy John. Yeah, yeah. right. He's, he's got engine blocks like on the side of a, a 45-pound bar and he's just lifting them up in his he's backyard. He's cruising, baby. <laughs> T-Wave, good having you back. Good being back in the trenches, the podcast trenches with you. Send us home. Uh, yeah, and that's a great segue because that's where I'm going. Episode 100. Uh, awesome to be here. Awesome that this uh, little shindig made it this far. And uh, I don't need to talk about sports on this one. Just pretty cool that we're all here. And the fact that, I mean, really, Buffalo and the Bills did start this, so. I think it's fitting that episode 100 is going to kick off our Super Bowl win- our Super Bowl winning year, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I uh, happy, happy birthday, Taylor. <laughs> Can't wait. This is going to be the longest build up to a, longest build up to a uh, a birthday gift ever. Uh, and yeah. I mean, all that being said, guys, 100 episodes. I want to thank all four of you, everyone who's filled in over the years, because uh, this has been a few a few years running now. Uh, between Matt Johnson and Andrew Lenz on the Two Point Conversation who've stepped in. I've had people from all over the country uh, step up and fill in when needed. Uh, thank everyone who's tuned in, who has watched even a few seconds of this, a few minutes of this throughout today, or tuned into any episode along the way. Hats, Tats, and Sats podcast, part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can go there, find it. There's about 900 different podcasts. If you can't find one you like, you probably don't like anything. Uh, and That's really the only way to put it. And, you know... At, Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for carving out part of your Sunday to do the episode live. Uh, episode 100, I could not believe we made it this far. Uh, shout out to our friend Matt Taylor, who was one of the original hosts on this as well, uh, who, you know, unfortunately we couldn't couldn't lock down for this. My bad. I forgot to ask. But uh, <laughs> you can find Hats. You couldn't, couldn't, couldn't lock him yeah, down. No, no kidding. No, no kidding. I, I knew the answer. That was a hard no. <laughs> Even, even if he hit, even even if he hemmed and hawed about it, he wasn't coming. It's fine. Uh, you can catch Hats, Tats, and Tats podcast every Wednesday. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Also, check out my three other shows: Tip of the Cap Podcast, The Producers, which I host with the Stat Man down there, known as the Quote King on that show, and uh, Common Debauchery with Rotten Jack and myself. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And you know what? Um, uh, playoffs. Don't talk about. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Playoffs. I just hope we can win a game. I hope we get to the regular season. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. All right. The live feed has ended. Cool, man. Nice job, guys. I'm going to go. Yo, nice work. Yeah, and it came with the cerebral palsy joke attached. <laughs> yeah, you might as well.